I will be back here. I will be back here, and I will be back with vengeance. I think our team is incredibly focused because of how close we were to winning the Super Bowl last year and, and how that taste in their mouths is a bit of discipline in itself, that hunger, that angst. Everybody just got their mind on one goal, just try to get back to that moment so we can finish it. I know all the guys in this building, we have some unfinished business. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is here! The 2020 NFL season, the return of your NFC defending San Francisco 49ers. We're here. There's football on this Sunday. Welcome to the 415 Podcast. I hope you like that little intro. Get you hyped. Can't go to the stadium, so I'm going to get you hyped here on the 415 Podcast. Nate here again for another week. And this week, we got real football to talk about. We got a team coming into Levi's that's ready to get destroyed. The hype train is ready to go. With me this week is Rob Guerrera. Rob Stats Guerrera. How are you, man? Well, I'm excited now. Exactly. I got your hype. And this week, we're just going to break down a little bit about the NFL season we have coming up. If we play all 16 games, who they play, what kind of challenges they might face with each team, and then break down a little bit of what we're looking at going into week one, who's healthy, who's not. And uh, this Arizona Cardinals team that, for some reason, a lot of pundits, not going to name anybody, <coughs> Sports Illustrated, uh, seem to think are better than us. And I'm going to use a Harbaugh phrase right here real quick. Nobody has got it better than us right now going into this season. We are the best team in the NFC West, and we're the best team in the NFC, and we're going to show the world why. But first of all, let's get into week one, the Arizona Cardinals. So Arizona has a young quarterback who actually might be faster than everybody's least favorite quarterback in the world, Russell Wilson. Does he have the arm Russell Wilson has? I think it's too early to tell, but the team has gotten better. Kenyon Drake really looked good towards the end of that season. And I feel like that offense, I don't know if you feel like this, Rob, that offense, the Niners just struggle with it. It's something about the air raid offense that San Francisco just can't get around. I was surprised and frustrated both times they played last year because we just couldn't seem to get off the field. And to be honest, in, in some of those games, if it weren't for a couple of key drops by the Cardinals receivers, those games could have turned out a lot differently. So, yeah, they moved the ball against San Francisco. And week one, Cliff Kingsbury has had extra time to prepare. I'm, I'm not going into this one totally comfortable with the defense. Exactly. And I think that's the thing is the thing that got San Francisco to the Super Bowl last year was that defense and how stout it is and how how good it is. And we found out today, actually, that uh, Bosa and Ford practicing today uh, on a Monday uh, recorded this a little early, but uh, <clears throat> they're both practicing. So we're going to have them for week one um, and the defense is fully healthy. So, I mean, I would expect they come out and they look good. But with this Cardinals offense, you don't know. And then we're also dealing with this new factor with the Cardinals, and that's DeAndre Hopkins, who probably is the third or second best receiver in the NFL. I don't. I, I think it's pretty close between all those guys. I mean, he's not Michael Thomas, uh, but he he is really good. And and Sherman, and it looks like it's gonna be Emmanuel Mosley most likely on the other side, as Verrett got hurt last week. So I don't ever think Verrett was gonna be the starting corner, but. You know, we had different reports. So Emmanuel Mosley and Richard Sherman going up against a much better receiving core 
for the Cardinals. And we're just having to hope that maybe hoping that Kyler Murray has a sophomore slump or something. That's what you're hoping on. You're hoping for us. Now, here's what you're hoping for. You're hoping <laughs> for the 49ers to win this game the way they're built to win games, which is for the offense to get up early, let the pass rushers on the other side of the ball chase down the quarterback, and then the Niners with a lead can just run the ball and shorten the game. That is exactly what they're going to want to do this week. I think they're going to be able to put up points because I don't trust the Cardinals defense to do a damn thing. But <laughs> it's Can Jimmy avoid those stupid interceptions? And what happens on the other side with, with Kyler Murray against the Niners D? And I think the biggest factor with this game is thinking about that Buccaneers game last year, which is, you know, with the team that ended up going to the Super Bowl, you know, they didn't look all there. They were a little shaky to come out. And I think with less preseason, I mean, no preseason games, basically, you're going to see a much shakier Niners team in the first half of this game. I think you're going to see a much shakier Cardinals team, too. I think that it's going to take a couple weeks for the rust to get out. Luckily, we have the Jets and the Giants the following two weeks. and <laughs> That doesn't have a chance. Uh, but you know, so coming out, we just need Jimmy Garoppolo to be sharp. And I think uh, we need to see we need to see something from Raheem Mostert. We gave him that money and it's time for him to, you know, ball out and be that guy. I don't know if you're doing a fantasy draft before the after this show. I don't know if he's like, I don't know if you want to draft him still. But I think that that Raheem Mostert is going to be a huge factor in this game specifically because they're going to really just try and hold a lead because things are going to be messy. Uh, these guys haven't played live a, a live action game all off season. I mean, I guess you can count the scrimmages, but I mean, at the same time, when you're going against your own guys, you don't really want to hurt each other. You're just, but you want to get that that speed going, and you want to you want to make it feel as much like real football without risking you know your guys for week one. Speaking of risking our guys for week one, it looks like Debo Samuel might be might be cleared for week one we don't know yet he didn't practice today Ayuk didn't practice today and neither did ben garland today so the, the receiving core for the 49ers is still a little uncertain going into this week as well so i think that's why the raheem mostert factor is so important i think jet mckinnon is going to be huge i think we've talked about on this show before how jet mckinnon uh the offense of jet mckinnon was specifically designed that Kyle Shanahan, I'm sorry, Kyle Shanahan designed an offense specifically around Jet McKinnon. And when he got hurt the year that they played Minnesota, it was obvious that there was some sputters going on in Minnesota that day because they didn't have him. Shanahan came out after the game, said we had to change some of our game plan because we had no Jet. I think they're going to use him a lot in this game. I don't think, I, I mean, I think we're going to get to see what he can do. And I think that's probably the most exciting thing about Sunday is we're finally going to see Jet McKinnon in this offense. And I think, We've been dying to see that for, what, three years now? Yeah, and we might not see it again. I mean, given Jet McKinnon's injury history, at least this is the week, right? We know we're going to get at least some Jarek McKinnon. I feel like the poor guy's got to go 100-100 here to satisfy everybody because we've been waiting so long to actually see him on the field. <laughs> I mean, if you just look at it, though, think of like a two-minute drill where you have Jet McKinnon on on the field, you have Juszczyk on the field, you have Debo, Maybe Ayuk, Kittle. You could literally motion any of those guys anywhere on the field. You could take the backs and put them in the slot. You could have the receiver. You could have Debo come back and come in the backfield. Like the options and the flexibility for this offense is incredible. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's the biggest thing is this Arizona Cardinals team, just like the Jets team and the Giants team are gonna play, they're not going to be able to stop these these guys on offense. Like that's the thing, is 
this this game will probably be high scoring because the Niners struggle so much with this offense specifically, you know, with the Kenyon Drake and uh, well now DeAndre Hopkins and I think there are other receivers like Christian Kirk. I mean, this like those guys aren't huge besides Hopkins. They're not huge names. I mean, Drake's a great you know running back and I think he's gone pretty high in fantasy and I think there's expectations for him. But and he's I think it's this is his. Um, he's actually on a, on the last year, so this is, would be a big year for him. I don't know if he's going to be a big year with him against the Niners, but specifically with the Hopkins thing, Hopkins is the biggest, most important thing to stop because you're going to score tons of points no matter what. It just comes down to can you stop DeAndre Hopkins or is he just going to burn Richard Sherman like we had with Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins in the Super Bowl, which I don't want to talk about anymore. After this week, we are not talking about the Super Bowl, by the way. We are done talking about the Super Bowl. So let's get into the 49ers this week real quick. It looks like we're going to be mostly healthy. I hope uh, we had the 53-man cuts this week, which was, uh, I don't think there was any real surprising cuts. I think the practice squad actually, hot take, I think the practice squad of the 49ers has some better players than the 53 of the Jacksonville Jaguars. (laughs) That's a low bar, but you're probably not wrong. The practice squad is great. There's depth there. It's what it should be. The problem is, like, I def- I can't tell you because I haven't seen the- a lot of these guys play. Uh, if you listen to Jason last week, River Craycraft, he's going to be great, apparently. And he's on our practice squad as well. So um, 53-man cuts are done. Team's ready, and we're going to go out there and ball. So let's talk real quick about uh, the season ahead of us. So we have Arizona at home on Sunday, uh, a division game, first game of the season. I'm hoping we get some uh, – just get some of the the – the shakiness out, get everything going, get the offense going the way it's supposed to. Let's just see some Jimmy Garoppolo looking like an MVP. That's what we need. We need some Jimmy Garoppolo coming out balling. I think he, I listened to a lot of, uh, a lot of his speeches throughout the off season. And I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo knows where he went wrong last year. And I think there's room for improvement. I've said multiple yeah, times. Throwing it to the other team. <laughs> where he went wrong. I'm trying to be nice this week because I said that he throws the ball the team too much. It wasn't exactly deep film study required. <laughs> well, so the thing is, I think Garoppolo, you know, he's come a lot of times it's come down to him talking about how, you know, the knee isn't a factor anymore. He's not worried about the knee anymore, which is great. Uh, I think we need to see drastic improvements from him in the first three weeks, specifically because you're playing a Cardinals team that's probably going to win eight or nine games maybe seven uh i think the hopkins thing is a huge factor i think that like i've said the defense is bad and i don't i think they're going to lose a lot of close games um and then you're playing a jets and giants team who are just absolutely nothing going i mean saquon barkley is going to be hard to stop i guess but like the defense is bad daniel jones doesn't scare me and neither does sam darnold at all uh sam darnold the guy's going to see ghosts because Nick Bosa is going to be in his face all day. I mean, you, if you have Nick Bosa, D Ford, Eric Armstead, and if Kinlock starts showing out here, uh, there's no way that that Jets game is even close. I think you're looking at something similar to that Cincinnati Bengals game last year where you just go into New York and you blow them out. The best thing for the Niners going into the first stretch of this season is the two away games in New York on the other side of the country. They're staying in that time zone. There's going to be, you know, they don't have to worry about the time change. They're both 10 a.m. games, and they're going to go out and ball in those games. And then they come home for Sunday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. And I've been thinking a little bit about this game recently because 
for a long time, I thought this could be the first loss of the season, but I personally don't think they're going to lose this early into the season. I think that they're going to come out and they're going to win a lot of games to start. And then they're going to have, like Jennifer said a couple weeks ago, one of those games where they just blow somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be yet. Uh, but let's just keep going down specifically with errors with, with the Eagles. Carson Wentz is healthy for now. <laughs> he played 16 games last year. I know. And then he got hurt in the one playoff game they had. Yeah. Just Clown, Clowney kind of cheap shot at him a little bit. I mean, let's be honest. Is it stunning that a Seattle guy would cheap shot somebody? Not at all. A new Tennessee Titan, Jadavion Clowney. So rejoice, my friends. Jadavion Clowney isn't coming for our quarterback this season unless we see Tennessee in the Super Bowl, which could very well happen. They look like a very good team. But I, I my hot take is I think it's going to be Kansas City again if we get there. So we have the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that literally never has any receivers ever. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know anything about Jalen Ragor. Um, he was decent coming out of college, but you could say that about literally any receiver. It's not like we've been able to watch preseason or anything on Jalen Ragor, but that's what they're counting on. Um, and then uh, I'm pretty sure Miles Sanders, I know from fantasy, is going pretty high. So I, I, Miles Sanders could be a factor in that game. The thing about the 49ers is the run defense has been – always a little shaky. So, you know, back-to-back weeks with a Saquon Barkley and a Miles Sanders could be a factor. The Giants are a much worse team than the Eagles. So with, and then the defense on the Eagles side is actually interesting because they now have um, the corner from the Lions that I'm drawing a blank on. The Eagles, I think, went through seven corners last year, I'm pretty sure. And so having a top-tier corner like that could be a factor uh, it depends on how healthy we are going to week four, but that's going to be one of the better corners the 49ers will see this season. Uh, I think he's just, he's always been really good with the Lions. I mean, he could very well go to the Eagles and be terrible, but I don't see that coming. The Eagles also have a great pass rush in Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and they've always been able to, you know, get to the passer. And I think that's going to be where, where our offensive line's really going to have to show up. I think Trent Williams is such a huge pickup. Because while I love Joe Staley, I think every Niner fan does, I think that Trent Williams is an instant, instant um, improvement there. And I think that's going to lead to Jimmy getting a hit a lot less. I think he was sacked way too much last year. Way too much for the quality of line that we're dealing with. And I think um, another factor in that too is Mike McGlinchey. He needs to, he really needs to improve his pass blocking this season. Uh, His run blocking has been great, but pass blocking, he's been a little subpar, I think. Um, now we move on to the Miami Dolphins, another team that I don't know who we're going to see at quarterback, uh, right now it's going to doesn't be matter. <laughs> it fits right now, but it doesn't, I mean, really, like, really, I'm, come on, what I'm are we try- talking about here? I'm trying to be, uh, objective, but, uh, no, it doesn't matter. The Miami Dolphins are bad. Uh, Devonte Parker is good, but the Miami Dolphins have nothing that really scares me. They were the number number three pick in the number two or three pick in the draft this year for a reason. They were terrible. Um, they are coming to Levi Stadium to get destroyed, and, <laughs> and and there's there's nothing I could say and tell you that that's not going to happen because that's what's going to happen. They're coming to Levi Stadium to get destroyed, and I would love just to see Tua as a fan of what he did at at, uh, at Alabama, but at the same time, like. He's going to struggle with this defense. He's, you know, he has, he didn't get any preseason games. And so this, and this is week five, this is early in the season. A lot of these guys coming out of college don't tend to show until, you know, we're halfway into the season because they start to get used to the speed of the game because it's so different. But 
Let's move on to another game. The Los Angeles oh, Rams. I start. I just want to be clear. You're, these are all 49ers wins for you so far, right? Oh, absolutely. All these are 49er wins. The Eagles was the first one I, I've had to think about. But right now we are at, uh, we are currently at 5-0 and oh going into the season. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, I can't even. I mean, is there any doubt that it's not going to be 16-0? and 0? I mean, I just feel like it's you're going to be at the end. Oh, I just don't see any losses. I don't know. Well, I think I think there's a loss in here. We'll get to one eventually. All right. But what's not a loss is the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think, well, you know, I think they're going to be better this year for sure. I think they did actually have a Super Bowl hangover and the fact that their young coach just didn't seem to get those guys rallied. Like they came out strong and then kind of fell off halfway through the season. They're still going to be a decent team. I think they're a decent test. I think Aaron Donald's the best player in the league by far. But I don't see Jared Goff being able to beat this defense twice in a year or even once in a year, really. I just don't I don't see it. I've been watching Hard Knocks, so I guess I have a, at least a look at that team a little bit. But uh, there's nothing on that team that truly, truly scares me, um, especially since this is the first game's at home at Levi's. And maybe by week six, we have some fans. Eh, who knows? Probably not, though. Uh, but the Los Angeles Rams, I think they're the worst team in the division, personally. And then we move on to my first interesting uh, – first game I – could think think could could be a loss the cam newton new england patriots week seven we're so first of all we're at six we're six and oh right now cam newton patriots week seven in new england and it's an afternoon start and bill belichick's coming off a bye is he really which is just awesome for us oh great uh this is an interesting game because bill belichick he's just a i mean he's really good at defense and he's just really good head coach and i really don't want to play in that building because everyone says like there's like this eerie thing that goes on there like you walk around and you feel like you're being watched and i'm not gonna say it's a loss because i haven't seen the cam newton patriots i don't know what they look like there were times last year we with tom brady they looked awful i mean that tennessee titans game in the playoffs they looked terrible they looked like they their offense was just not there. Their receivers, I think their number one receiver is Nikhil Harry this year and Julian Edelman. Like, Nikhil Harry hasn't done anything to scare me unless him and Cam Newton are just, like, best friends and can do work against us. That offense doesn't scare me. The defense scares me. And I don't think the 49ers drop a game because yeah, I just don't – I don't think they drop a game because they're going to score points no matter what. The Niners are going to score points willingly every game they play this season. I don't oh. think there's – you're not worried. You don't think this could be a loss for the 49ers. Bill Belichick. I, I'm worried. I'm telling you, I'm worried. I'm just Every not. time to prepare. Cam Newton, who at that point could be rolled, could be finally getting the system under his belt, could be have all the rust come off by then in New England against the mastermind. I, I'm scared to death of this game. The first week I said this was a loss. I've come around on it. I think it's a win, but I think I've moved my losses somewhere else at this point. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, some of the factors with this. This is not the best the best Patriots team we've ever seen. You know, Cam Newton could be awesome, but it's a completely different offense and their their weapons don't scare me. They don't have any offensive weapons. Do Rob, do you are there any weapons on the Patriots besides Cam Newton that really scare you? No. But exactly. They have Cam Newton. 
They have a guy who can play at an MVP level. They have a very, very good offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels. And the Patriots never have great skill position players, and they still find ways to move the ball. I mean, I just, everything about this game says trouble to me. And even though I'm fascinated to see Belichick go up against Kyle Shanahan, like if there was one game that I could just get off the schedule, it would be this one because I just, I don't, well, I don't like anything about it. I don't like where it's played. I don't like when it's played. I hate that the Patriots have a bye the week before. Nothing about it is good for the Niners. I mean, yeah, it's, Totally the worst case scenario to play this team, but I, I hot take, I don't think they're the best team in their division. That might be fair. I don't think, I think that the Buffalo Bills are going to win the division this year, and we're going to get to that game later on, of course, because we play them at home. But I'm going to go with, this is a crazy one. The Niners beat New England in New England on th- a couple days before my birthday. So 7-0 going into C. That'll be a factor for them. <laughs> exactly. 7-0 going into the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. These guys are going to want revenge. They're mad about the fact that we won the division last year. This is going to be a dogfight. It's week eight now, so there could be fans by now. I don't I don't know. But if there isn't, I think that's, that's a huge factor because Seattle is so um, – everything about the 12th man is such, is such a big part of their team and the way that that, that team comes out against people. Um, but – Seattle's pass rush, I've said it time and time again, is awful. It is so bad that I think Garoppolo might have eight seconds to throw most of the time. (laughs) That's how bad I think it is. And the NFL agrees with me. The NFL put out a look at every team's pass rush, and number 32 was the Seattle Seahawks. And, And Pete Carroll may find ways to specifically get pressure, which he probably will, but that doesn't change the fact that the talent isn't there, you know, on that defensive line. And yes, they have Bobby Wagner and yes, they have KJ, Wright. Like sure. But those guys aren't the top of the, the linebacking core anymore. Like they're not number one and number two, not number one, number two. And KJ Wright was never number two. Bobby was the only one who was really a huge factor. And I think that last season we started to see a little bit of decline from him when it comes to pass coverage and that may, they may have fixed that with this new guy they brought in, but the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I said this last week, they're not the same team that they were. Yes. The secondary is much improved. They probably have the best safety core in the entire league. And I think Russell Wilson as well is playing better than he's ever played the last couple of years. And I think that the receiving core they're putting out there with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett is better than it's been. And if Chris Carson's healthy, that's a factor as well. There's a lot of things that go into this game and these two teams hate each other, but that pass rush is so bad that Garoppolo's going to have all day to throw. And you, if sure Shaquille Griffin or Quentin Dunbar, I don't think you can cover a Debo Samuel or a Brandon Ayuk or a George Kittle for eight seconds. It's just not possible. I don't know if he's going to have eight seconds, but here's the thing that I don't like about this game. In addition to Russell Wilson, who just haunts my dreams forever. It comes in it. Listen to this stretch for the 49ers. Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. That's the stretch of games that this thing comes in. Like everybody made a big deal of the gauntlet last season, and it was. Well, they have another one this year, and that's right in the middle of it. And I just, you know, the sequence of games matters. It matters when you play teams and who you played the week before, you know, who you play the week after. 
the Niners are going to be banged up. They're just going to have played the Patriots. Now they got to go to Seattle. I, uh. So that's where this is where I'm getting to the end of this. So I think we're dealing with a little bit of a factor from the year that they went to the Super Bowl where they beat the Patriots in New England, come to Seattle, drop mm. a close one. This one will be close. That wasn't close a couple of years ago. No, I think this is the first loss of the season. The Niners moved to 7-1, and one, barely losing to Seattle in Seattle. Um, and then they come home for a Thursday night game after playing Seattle, loss, that feeling sucks. They get right back out there and they murder the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> for the third time in two years. Exactly. I don't think Green Bay's scary at all. What have the, the Packers did nothing, nothing to address all the reasons they got the snot beat out of them against the 49ers. They didn't take a wide receiver. They didn't take anybody that's going to, they didn't acquire anybody that's going to stop them from getting run all over, which is exactly what's going to happen again. Exactly. If you're a Packer fan, I would be furious because I agree with you. There's no reason the 49ers do not smash them again. Exactly. That, and that's the thing is, and I think that's why they dropped that Seattle game because, and that it is actually a good thing that they play on Thursday as opposed to playing you know, on Sunday, it's a short week. They go out there, they kill this Packer team, and they're right back on it again because the following week, they're going to New Orleans. And I think this is such an interesting game because um, we're week 10. There could be fans again. And like I've had you on here, I think Jennifer said it as well, like they're going to be mad. This Saints team is going to be angry because – you know, not only are they one of the, they're still the most hyped team in, in the NFL. I think the Saints are probably right there with San Francisco and the Buccaneers when it comes to like the teams people think could potentially win the NFC. And I think that they know that they barely lost last year to this team that went to the Super Bowl. And I think that they're going to be angry. They're going to come in with uh, not sort of a chip on their shoulder, but they're going to want to kill us. And we're coming into their building where we beat them last year. And they're still, I mean, Kamara isn't holding out. It doesn't seem like anymore. Uh, they still have Michael Thomas, the best receiver in the in the entire NFL. They still have Drew Brees, who I think hot take has lost a step, but I think he's still really good. I think that they willingly scored points on our defense last year in a way that nobody had done all year until that game. And so going into this one, yeah, it's cool to beat Green Bay on Thursday night and have that long week rest, but I think this is this is an, a winner or a loss, but if we're going through this schedule real quick, I'm going to say it's a loss. And so we're sitting at uh, eight and two going into the bye week. And so I we have the bye week. Right of course, yeah, of course. And I would I would too. Eight and two going into the bye week, and then you come home or you go to LA to play a Rams team that even if there wasn't COVID, there wouldn't be fans in the stadium. So. <laughs> Actually, it's a new stadium, so there probably wouldn't be fans. It'd be at the brand new stadium, um, which will be cool to play as. It's going to be cool to kick their butt in their brand new stadium uh, because the Rams don't scare me. They just don't. I, Aaron Donald's awesome, but I don't think like I I just don't see them losing any game to the Rams this year at all. I don't see the Rams being a team that can go to San Francisco or San Francisco can't go there, and it's just they don't scare me. I, I that's, that's that's all I can say really because I don't even know who the running back is. You know we're we're a week away from season starting and we don't even know who the running back is. You know a lot of people are like, oh, it's gonna be Cam Akers, but I don't. I don't even know what Cam Akers looks like outside of college. Nobody does. We saw him fumble in hard knocks. Cool. <laughs> like whoa. Like that was a report on the fantasy apps. It's like 
Cam Akers fumbled in practice, and then they showed it on Hard Knocks. And I was like, okay, well, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what this Rams team is going to be exactly, but I don't think they're better than San Francisco. So no, I don't think they're better than the Niners. Division games are always close, um, but even though I don't think it's going to be easy, I, I agree with you. I would be surprised if the 49ers dropped that game. Although, like I said, it is at the end of sort of this brutal stretch in their schedule. So but they just it, came off a bye. That's my biggest factor with that, too. True. They just came. They 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 finish that New Orleans game, which they barely drop or they barely win, and then they get to have a bye week, and then they play this Rams team refreshed and ready to just go kick some butt. Um, and then here's the game we talked about the first week we did this show, Monday night against the Buffalo Bills, the winners of the AFC of the AFC East this year. This game, ever since you mentioned it to me, I've been thinking a lot about it scares me a little bit because I think that their mm-hmm. defense is on par with our defense. I think our quarterback is better than their quarterback. And I think our receiving core is better than their receiving core. But I think the factor of, is it going to be Devin Singletary or is it going to be Zach Moss is a huge factor. Cause I I'm curious what those guys will be like. Devin Singletary was good last year. Zach Moss could be better. John Brown has been a huge factor with them, but I don't think they have anybody else that's really that scary on the wide receiving core. And then their tight end is is Dalton Knox, who I'm not really afraid of him either. But the same thing, I just get back to that defense. I, they just paid they just paid their cornerback Tredavious Tredavious uh, oh White. Tredavious White. Thank you. God, I'm drawing black on names, blank on names today. They just paid him, and he's a great cornerback. He probably, if I, we're talking about how Slay is one of the best cornerbacks. Tredavious White is the best cornerback the San Francisco 49ers played this season easily. And I think that that's a huge factor. Their defense is really good. Their pass rush is great. And it it may be home, but that's a scary game. No, that is not a fun game. I feel like it's the complete opposite of the Arizona game, right? I have total confidence the Niners offense will be able to score on the Cardinals defense. I just worry that the Cardinals offense will be able to score against the Niners. Well, in this game, I have... there's no way Buffalo is going to be able to score a ton of points against the Niners defense. Cause I think Josh Allen is going to get eaten alive. The problem is I don't know how many points the Niners are going to score against Buffalo's defense because the bills defense is really good. And Sean McDermott is a really, really, really good head coach. This game has always scared me since I saw it on the schedule. I would not be stunned at all. If the 49ers drop this game. And I, I, part of me, so this is another maybe for me. It's kind of with the Saints game. It's like, I feel like there is totally a way to win. It's going to be really close like the Saints game, but this could totally be a loss as well. So, I mean, if you really wanted it, we could count it as a loss. Uh, but I think there's another surprise loss coming before the end of the season, which if I say they lose this, then the 13-3 and three thing doesn't necessarily work. So I'm going to say they barely squeak by a Buffalo Bills team that wins the division and is a potential two seed in the AFC this year. Uh, could be, I mean, probably most likely a third seed, a three seed, because I think the Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs are just going to walk right back to the playoffs pretty easily, um, especially with just the way Lamar plays. But it's a possibility. The nice thing is the following week, you have the Washington football team. <laughs> okay, that's a win. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington football team at home. Uh, that would be they, cool, though. It would be cool if... Alex Smith started that game. It would be. No, for sure. The one factor that scares me in this game, without moving on, just real quick, is, is Chase Young. Chase Young, coming out of college, was supposed to be better than Nick Bosa. 
and we know what Nick Bosa does to teams, even, you know, even good teams, he kills them. And that's the thing is San Francisco could still deal with a Nick Bosa that a guy like Nick Bosa that could really make them struggle a little bit in that game. They're not going to lose to the Washington football team though. So let's move on. The Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T stadium where there'll be more Niner fans and Cowboy fans, because that's the way it always is. It seems like, and it looks like there's going to be fans at Dallas stadium all year, which is no comment. (laughs) Um, The Dallas, this is an interesting Dallas team. I think Zeke is in for a huge, huge year. I think that, 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 that their receiving core is disgusting. They have, Guys who can catch the ball all over the place. Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb now. They have Ezekiel Elliott, who's still one of the best running backs in the year. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but I think he's going to be even better this year. The defense is still pretty good. They went out and got Everson Griffin. They still have Demarcus Lawrence. Their corners are... our old friend, Alden Smith? Oh, yeah. Alden Smith's on the Cowboys. Who supposedly looks really good, which, say what you want about Alden Smith. When he was right, he was devastating i think he had 43 sacks in his first 44 games like he's a he's a game wrecker if he's right oh yeah for sure i mean he's a little older so we'll see but yeah this cowboys team is 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 a very interesting test it's sunday night football it's under the lights it's at AT at&t stadium you know prescott's playing for his contract basically i mean we saw how much watson just got a couple days ago you know prescott wants that money and prescott's going to be on on a mission i think this year and i think i think the Cowboys are going to win this division this year. They're going to win their division this year. I really do. Um, and but I think the Niners, I think the Niners win this game. Stunner. Uh, I'm looking forward to this game for the old school Niners Cowboys montage we're going to get because it's a Sunday <laughs> game. So you know that they. I bet you. I listen. I worked at NBC until May of this year. I can tell you for a fact they have already started putting together. The old school Cowboys, Steve Young, Troy Aikman. They'll probably mix in some of the catch from back in the 80s. Like, they're going to have everything ready to go. It's going to be such an awesome, like, we're going to see T.O. on the star. Like, they're going to pull everything out. It's going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. And then they're going to get a win. So it's going to make it even better. (laughs) Don't you want Um, somebody to go to the star? I want someone to go to the star if you're the Niners. Like, I don't care if it's Debo, whoever, Kittle. Go to the star, old school, and boom, take the penalty. Screw it. Take the penalty. Blow them out and do it. Just blow it out and do it. If you blow it out, then do it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think they, they win this game for sure. I, I just think um, I, I the, the wide receiving court thing does scare me. The defense of the Niners is so good, and if they're healthy, they can go into that Dallas Cowboys stadium and they can win that game. Um, it'll, that'll be a, that's another test. I think this schedule is harder than last year. I think that's one of the biggest things we're looking into and why it's harder for them to get to 13, three, but I think that they're a more experienced football team. I think that, you know, they were young last year and they've, they've gotten better. And that's why I think they can still pull off the 13 and three. So next game is my final loss of the season. The Arizona Cardinals at Arizona. I just think that they got away last year with, with, with highway robbery, barely beating both those teams. I think that Arizona is going to get one on them. Um, I just think that the Kyler Murray factor, I think the, the nice thing about the first Arizona game is it is the, the part of it. Obviously it's the night, the nice thing. And the not nice thing is that it's the first game of the season. And I think San Francisco is a better football team overall, but I think by you know the end of the season, we're maybe seeing an Arizona team that it might be, you know, going for that seventh seed there. And 
I don't know if they're that good. I, th- I think that the defense would come to a million times. The defense is bad, but the defense could potentially get better as the season goes on. You know, these a lot of those guys are young. You could see some improvement, and Arizona doesn't like San Francisco because of the way that you, you can tell the way they played. They don't like them. And Kyler Murray, I don't want to say this because it's weird, but he could be potentially going for an MVP. You know, there's a lot of factors that when you see a team at the beginning of the season and you see a team at the end of the season that really come in where this Arizona Cardinal team could be way better than the team that we just blow out this Sunday, you know? And so if there's any team I think they're going to lose a close game right before the playoffs to, it's Arizona because I think they're going to come out at home against Seattle this final week and they're going to just put the gas down and make a trip to go and straight to the playoffs. I really think that while it'll be close, San Francisco knows after dropping that game to Arizona the week before that this is it. You know, you're, you win today, you go, you you become 13 and three, you're probably the number one seed and you get a nice buy. And then you're probably going to see the saints, the bucks, maybe the Seahawks the following week. And you know, if you have to see the Seahawks back to back, you want to win that final game of the season. If there's any potential that you have to see the Seahawks again. And so this was, this is what gets me to my 13 and three. I think that they, that final game of the Seahawks, they don't drop, they win. And you know, they, they split with the Seahawks and they split with the Cardinals and they sweep the Rams. And that's how the NFC West goes out. I think it's going to be San Francisco, Seattle, Arizona, LA. They could literally find themselves in the exact same situation in week 17 that they were in last year. Winner take all. You win a division, you get the number one seed. Like we could see an exact repeat of that, which would be incredible. It was incredible to me that the 49ers had to go 13 and three to get the number one seed by an inch last year, by an inch. And that's the thing is, as, as the Seahawks are so talented with just Russell Wilson and what he can do. And, and yeah, we talked about it last week with Jason, like they're going to run the ball constantly. But the thing is, it's, it's going to work and they're going to win games and it's going to drive us crazy all season. You know, all season, we're going to come in and we're going to check in with the NFC West at, every, at the beginning of every episode. We'll check in with the NFC West, see who won, where it was. And Seattle's going to have all these wins and we're not going to know where it comes from because their roster is not as good as, as ours. And the reason that's going to be is because of Russell Wilson and they're always going to be there because of Russell Wilson and it sucks. But we are the better football team this year. The Niners are better than the NFC, the rest of the NFC West. And they're going to prove it on Sunday when they come in and they play that Cardinals team. And it's going to be close. There's going to be some times where you're scared. And when you don't know if we're going to win this, this game, they're going to pull it through because this is what great football teams do. These guys are hungry. They want to win. They've come into this. They've, they have gone through it. This offseason has been terrible. Losing the Super Bowl sucks. But these guys aren't going to lay down and die. They're going to come out and they're going to win. And they're going to they're come out and they're going to get back to the Super Bowl. The hype train never stops, <laughs> ever. And Have we hired you to do the pregame speech? I, I wish they would. I was going to do a pregame speech. For, I, I was going to do a pregame speech for this podcast. But that's the thing. The Niners are going to come out this week. It's going to be a little rough. But just stick with it. They're going to find a way to win. And then they're going to go kill the Jets and the Giants. And here we go. Here we go. It's time to win. No. Another, time to get this sixth Super Bowl. Let's do it. It's time. There could be, there's an argument to be made that the 49ers, some would say, would be better off losing this week against the Cardinals. They come out, right? They think they could just throw the pads on, show up. We're the big, bad 49ers. They lose to the Cardinals. It's a huge wake-up call, right? I could see Richard Sherman in the post-game presser right now saying, this is a wake-up call. 
We can't just expect to get right back to the Super Bowl. You got to put the work in. And then they come out with two more cupcakes. They smash the Jets. They smash the Giants. And then they're off and running. So that you could make the argument. I could see people saying a loss in week one of the Cardinals could be the best thing for the 49ers. It could really be a good fact, like a good thing, but I just think that the way that that Super Bowl ended, and as someone who's been listening to a lot of those post speeches to you know create a little bit of that montage you heard today, they are hungry and they want to win, and they're going to come out against Arizona and they're going to show why they are the defending NFC champions. I really do think that this team is going to be back-to-back NFC champions and the Super Bowl champions at the end of the season, and it's not just because they call me nine or eight. It's because I really think the talent on this team has the potential to be even better than what they had last year. I think Ayuk is the guy. And yeah, I've never seen him play, you know, in an NFL game. But I think that I trust Shanahan. I trust Shanahan's judgment call on this guy. And you can see when he drafts Ayuk, he was ecstatic. And the way they've talked about my boy Dante Pettis, they are happy with the the changes he's made in his game. And I think he's going to be a huge factor this year. The Jet McKinnon thing is huge. Kittle is going to just be a monster all season, no matter what. And I think Trent Williams on that offensive line is going to make them a much better team. So how do you have them losing three games? Well, I, you can't go 16 and no, it's impossible okay. in the modern NFL. That would be ridiculous. Right. But, but so far you got a, you could the pro bowl. Trent Williams is going to flatten everybody that takes a step towards Jimmy Garoppolo. George Kittle's unstoppable. Dante Pettis is going to, you know, have the greatest comeback since Lazarus. And everything's going to be golden for the, for the Niners. That's the kind of hype you come to the 415 podcast for. If you want to listen to someone be not optimistic, then go listen to some other podcast. We are optimistic here that this is the team that's going to win them the Super Bowl. No more injuries. This is it. The season starts. 16-game gauntlet. Let's do it. Let's win a Super Bowl. You can always follow me at, at NinerNate on Twitter. You can listen to my hot takes. We are going to be up. We are be, we'll be back every week. Hopefully we can get someone on from New York the next couple of weeks and uh, talk to them about these uh, Jets and Giants teams that are awful. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Go Niners. Let's do it. Hype train never stops, baby. Hype train never stops.